1: And everybody wants to panic and everybody wants to keep criticizing this team but reality is we got a long way to go. Welcome into the Hoopball Lakers Pod. You guys, the season has officially started after some serious and I mean serious technical difficulties. I am finally recording this podcast under less than ideal circumstances and like the Lakers, I am limping to the finish line of struggle bus city. It has been quite an opportunity to watch this Lakers team for anyone who was doubting them to begin the season, for anyone who fed into the narrative of too old, of the fit is not good, of there is not enough shooting, for anyone who has wanted to be a critique of LeBron at this point in his career, of Anthony Davis and his ability to play basketball and to be a transcendent talent for a team. And it was the type of NBA debut in terms of the season opener That showed what the most obvious holes are for the Lakers at this time. But guess what, ladies and gentlemen, I am here to tell you, Ethan, of course, on a solo ride of today's edition. I'm here to tell you that it's pretty much what we expected. Okay, so not to say that there aren't obvious areas of concern, because look. The reality is when you give up 120 plus points and Steph Curry only scores 21 on 21 shots, by the way, there is something to be said for how the rest of the club got theirs. The Warriors had 42 points between Nemanja Bielica, Andre Iguodala and Damian Lee. Like and that's how I want to say it because it wasn't even Otto Porter. Who was also a spark plug off the bench for them. But the reality was, in the Lakers home opener, you saw a team that is capable of winning outright in terms of just their talent. But in terms of their cohesiveness, in terms of the chemistry, in terms of the connectedness, oh goodness, it's simply not there yet. The team chemistry might be better than at any point last season in terms of how the guys like each other. But the on-court chemistry is very much still a work in progress. And I think that's more than anything what we're going to see. And that's not something that's going to be solved with just one or two games. Now, nobody in the Lakers locker room is pressing the panic button. Nobody's saying doom and gloom. But at the same time. I wanted to see a little bit more urgency in the season opener. As a fan, I want to see a little bit more urgency. Now, look, Frank Vogel is clearly trying to figure out what his rotations are going to be, especially as the team opens the season shorthanded. All of the guys on this team are trying to figure out exactly what their role is going to be. Now, look, the reality is the Lakers make their free throws. They win this game. Okay, Nine of 19 from the foul line. Two for seven for Anthony Davis. So that continues to be an area to watch for him because frankly that is unacceptable. The good news is LeBron and Anthony Davis scored 67 points on 49 shots. Now, you'd hope that be a little bit more efficient, but each one of those guys shot above 50% from the field, so hard to complain about that. LeBron took 11 threes. Not to make this totally into a game recap, but I just thought that was fascinating. Now, Those guys scored 67 on 49 shots. The rest of the Lakers, the rest of the Lakers took 46 shots, scored 47 points. Unacceptable. You can't win that way. You just can't win that way. Camp Bazemore, three of nine. Carmelo Anthony, three of nine. Malik Monk, two of five, although he wasn't really the problem. Actually, I thought Malik Monk played some really nice minutes. I think he should play a little bit more. Obviously, Russell Westbrook, 4 for 13, minus 23 for Westbrook. The only Lakers starter who was more than plus or minus 2 in his 35 minutes. It was clear Russ was very much searching for his fit. And that's to be expected. Okay? Okay. He's not going to come in and play like a tornado on a team that has LeBron James and Anthony Davis, especially as those guys have played together over the last two years. He's going to have to figure it out. But I thought he forced some things when he didn't have to. I thought he could have been better on the defensive end. I thought he could be more engaged in the gameplay and less, less engaged with the referees. There's plenty of room for criticism. LeBron has some amazing moments you know, in the opener. He really did. When he made that block and then he made sure that he was in bounds in order to take control of the ball so he didn't get called for not establishing himself back in bounds. That was such a smart play. Now there were a couple shots where LeBron took and you're like, "Really, dude, you have no business taking that shot." But there were also just there was too much time in which this team just stood around and they watched LeBron. Again, Eerily reminiscent of Kobe's final years wearing a Lakers uniform, where their team just stood around and watched him. The Lakers looked like they were actually going to be in a decent spot in the second quarter at one point. Carmelo came into the game, really started to assert himself offensively, and it just sort of died out. Looked like he was on his way to scoring maybe 15 or 17 points and said he wound up with nine points on nine shots. Now, clearly he's going to be the sixth man for this team. Avery Bradley playing some desperation minutes in this opener. No Wayne Ellington, no Trevor Reason, no Taylor Horton Tucker. Malik Monk needs to play more. And you could tell he's tentative, right? Like he really doesn't want to just come in and shoot his shot when he's sharing the floor with LeBron, let alone LeBron and Anthony Davis. You can see it in his game right now. But as these guys get more comfortable together, of course they're going to get better. The Warriors are a team that have been playing together for a long time. And this isn't to excuse the Lakers' loss because, frankly, they shouldn't have. But this is just to contextualize it in the grand scheme of things, right? Like any team that's been playing together for over a three- to five-year period where the same core players are contributing forward and they have the ability to develop team chemistry and connectedness and a culture, even if they're not as talented, they should play more cohesively than the the group that they're playing. And sometimes, okay, not always in the NBA in particular – But sometimes the whole is greater than the sum of its parts. Now, that's always true when superstars are operating within a team concept and they make it work within each other. That's always true. But by the same token, the star power in the NBA is such where even if you have a team operating as we just talked about, star power can win out. And that's how the Lakers are going to win some games this year, ladies and gentlemen. They will win simply on star power. They will say, we have more talent than you do. Our talent will play better than yours. Therefore, we will win. Even if they don't play team basketball, so to speak. By the way, I just found out I'm going to Lakers Suns. So that's going to be exciting for me. We'll definitely have to report back on that experience. I think I mentioned before, I have a next door neighbor Long story short, I have a next door neighbor who has 12, count them, 12 season seats to the Lakers. I mean, obviously he sells most of them, but just it's incredible. The guy is a a freaking legend, man. He's had him for 60 plus years. Such a great guy to talk hoops with, historical and modern. The only thing he asks of me is that we drive to the game. And we take my car and I drive. Okay, I'll sit in traffic in Los Angeles, talk some basketball, hang out with you, go to the Lakers game. That sounds wonderful. Ah, You know, sometimes you get rewarded in this life for the work that you do. I feel like living next door to, to, uh, to him has been a blessing in that way and many others. So that's been good. As this Lakers team comes together. Obviously, LeBron and AD can't play 37, 39, 40 minutes. That's, that's not sustainable. Okay, that playing time has to come down. I thought the center minutes were interesting in the opener. DeAndre Jordan essentially played the exact JaVale McGee role. But man, I need, I need a little more from you, DJ. I need you to move laterally. I need you to try. I need you to try to defend and not just be available for the rebounds. The reason you're so available for the rebound underneath the rim is because it's easy when you're not guarding anyone. He and Dwight each played 13 minutes. Dwight was a bit more active, especially on the glass. So as much as you like Dwight's energy in that second unit, if the Lakers are going to be committed to starting a quote unquote true center next to AD, I wonder if at some point those roles change. That said, only 13 minutes for each of those guys inside meant a lot of Anthony Davis at center. So from game one, the Lakers are committing to that vision. You love to see that. You also love to see Jason Tatum wearing a Kobe Bryant jersey in that recent NBA 75 commercial. If you guys haven't seen that, make sure you check my Twitter feed because that is beautiful. And check the show's Twitter feed, more importantly, at Lakers. But if you want to find me, my degenerate takes and all sorts of life complicated advice at Ethan underscore Noroff. One F, one F only. If you listen to this show at this point, you don't know my last name is one F. It's all on you. You guys remember that YouTube video from so many years ago where he's talking about the lighthouse and how the lighthouse rules. And if you don't like the lighthouse, you suck. I really hope you guys remember that. That is going to be such an awkward ref- reference if you don't understand what I'm talking about, but. I'm sure you Google it at the very least. I like to remind my students that we're of this generation that has seen it both. You know, we're of an age that is old enough to have gone to the library to seek out information. But also in our formative prepubescent years, we all had T1 and DSL and cable internet in our homes. So it's kind of incredible how life works that way. It's just a math equation. That's why time moves up why it feels like it's faster than it really is. Smaller fraction of your life. As it relates to the Lakers, obviously, I think they're going to be fine. If you want positives, LeBron, 13 of 23, 5 of 11 from deep, 34, 11, and 5. Very much looked like he had spent some time off this summer in a good way. Anthony Davis, except from shooting the, from, from distance on the free throw line, When he was operating like a big man inside, he was dominant. 33-11. You just need more from Westbrook. You need more from Melo. I think Rondo's figuring out what his role on this team is going to be too. And look, again, these roles are going to be fluid right now. Trevor Ariza... I'm not saying Trevor Ariza was a savior for this team. I'm not saying Wayne Ellington's a savior for this team. THT similarly, but on a team that's already got questions on the wing, for those three guys to be out, it's 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 a problem. Areza in particular. Ariza is an excellent defensive rebounder, and if the Lakers are going to keep playing small, they, they're going to miss him, and he's not going to be back for a long time. THT might be back before the holidays, sometime in between Hanukkah and Christmas. Hanukkah's early this year, ladies and gentlemen, as I just reminded my significant other recently. It is just after Thanksgiving this year. And obviously, Christmas is stationary. That doesn't move. So THC could be back, back somewhere in that window. But reese is going to be a while. You hope Wayne Ellington is back, you know, very soon. But Ellington's a guy, especially, you know, at this point in his career with a hamstring injury, you got to take your time. It's not worth rushing him. But in the interim, that means guys like Avery Bradley who just rejoined the team, Malik Monk, who I thought played solid minutes, Melo, like we just said, those guys will all have to step up and they have to be a, they have to be better. Okay, it's going to take time though. That's the reality. So, if in the Lakers' first ten games they're five and five, it's okay. Okay, if the Lakers' first ten games they're one and nine or two and eight, yeah. Then I'd be a little more worried, but if they go five hundred, or or my goodness, even better, gonna be all right, man. You know, no nobody is sitting here saying the Lakers are overwhelmingly the title favorites in the NBA this year. And if they are, it's a flawed take. They have a very good core. That is capable of being a championship caliber team. But they have obvious questions. That does not rank them ahead of several other worthy contenders. Including but not limited to. The defending champion Milwaukee Bucks. Who look pretty damn good. Putting the beat down over the Brooklyn Nets without Kyrie Irving. Now. That Kyrie Irving situation is a whole different beast man. And someone who's in education full time. Dealing with vaccination and how it impacts schools and all of that sort of stuff. There are people on both sides of that line who are just incredibly fiery. That said, I have made no secret of my position. I think everybody should get vaccinated. I think we could put this shit all behind us. This isn't a political statement. This isn't about anything but the reality of modern medicine. But if Kyrie does not want to get the vaccine, you cannot force it. And he understands what he's giving up as a result of that. For his teammates, I'm sure it's a conflicting set of emotions because there's emotions that you have as a teammate, as a colleague. There are emotions that you have as a man, as a friend. There are emotions that you may have as an individual that... Resonate with how he feels, but you haven't said it publicly, so you're fighting an internal battle there. There are a lot of different ways to feel. I just think it's very interesting. And on top of that, I feel like it's very interesting that we don't tend to focus on the percentage of NBA players who are vaccinated as well, which is well and above what we've seen in our country. So kudos to the league as a whole. But yeah, I just think it's interesting how we're programmed. And as for Kyrie, obviously he's not going to be playing for a long time. Which could have been the case for Andrew Wiggins, but the NBA pretty much denied his religious exemption and all of a sudden he was vaccinated. So Andrew Wiggins wasn't the reason the Warriors won this game, but he certainly didn't exactly hurt them either. He didn't do anything to hurt them. 12.7 rebounds for him. Very Andrew Wiggins-like game. Jordan Poole, I mean, I know we all sit here and joke, third splash brother, but... 20 points, man. Jordan Poole. So Warriors are going to be one of those pesky teams that just doesn't go away. And then when Klay Thompson eventually gets back on the court, too, they're they're going to be solid, man. Remember, the Warriors are a good team. They were a good team without KD. That's why he went there in the first place. As for Lakers, they got a lot of questions to figure out. They got to, you know, just make sure they start clicking on different cylinders, and that's going to take a little bit of time. Now, you know, since it's just the first game of the season, we want to don't go too crazy on the analysis, do a quick whip around around the NBA, just to see what's going on, opening night and all those sorts of things. And you got to love what you see from LaMelo Ball, man. I, I just got to sit here and I got to shout him out. LaMelo, I mean, the guy is just, it's incredible. The guy, the kid could be my son, as weird as that is to say. Wow, that is so weird to say. But he could literally be my son. Don't worry. Don't worry. I'm not claiming him. But he's just phenomenal. I mean, the guy is just phenomenal. He is just, he looks the part. He wants to play the part. He is the part. He's on Michael Jordan's team. And he's one of the most exciting players in the NBA already one game into his sophomore year. I mean, he's must-see TV. The mellow ball is must-see TV. It's incredible. I absolutely love it. I think they're going to be a fun team this year. I mean, he's a really fun player to watch. I drafted him on every fantasy team I could because I love rooting for the guy. I like collecting his cards. Everything about the LaMelo Ball experience right now, sign me up. I am all the way in on it. Otherwise, around the league, I think there's going to be a lot of parity this year. I think there are a lot of teams that are going to, you know, not necessarily surprise people, but they're going to be in games that you say, wow, Really? I didn't expect that. Okay, great. There's just a lot of talent in the league, and it's such an awesome thing to see. As a fan, what could you want? What more could you want? I mean, look, the, the, the Celtics got 66 points from Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum with, with Jalen Brown going for 46, and they lost to the Knicks in double overtime because the Knicks got 30-plus from Evan Fournier and Julius Randle. I mean, it's really just it's incredible. So that type of basketball, it's good for the league with everything so exciting. The Bulls are going to be exciting with Lonzo Ball and DeMar DeRozan, Patrick Williams, Nick Vucevic. It's going to be an exciting time for the league. You got all of these players in these different size markets, large, small, medium. So it's not just about the Lakers. It's about so much more. I really think that's going to be so good for the NBA. We've seen it. And the game being so worldwide... And so appealing overseas because of the players who are either coming from Europe or who have you know played in Europe before coming to the NBA. This exciting influx of, of young talent, even with Zion Williamson currently sidelined, there's just an embarrassment of riches. John Morant goes for 37 in his season debut. Evan Mobley. Most people don't even know this guy's name. Evan Mobley in Cleveland. Rookie, oh, let me just come in and play 38 minutes. Let me play, put up 17, 9, and 6. Like it's, you know, it's, I've done this before. It's such a good time to watch NBA basketball right now. People who say they prefer to watch college basketball to the pro game give me a break. I can't wait to watch more Lakers basketball as the season unfolds. Sit here and talk about it with you guys. Everything that we see around the league is going to be just so fantastic. I feel like it's going to be such a fun season. And finally, the first one was some sense of normalcy that we've had an extended period of time. JC and I will be back together eventually at some point in the next week. The schedules just haven't aligned up yet. All right, so we'll make it work. You'll hear from him on a solo ride before you hear from us together. But until that time, take care of yourselves. Continue to root on the Lakers. Enjoy the NBA being back in action. And I'll talk to you guys soon because I'm out.